You're listening to the Hustle Inspires Hustle podcast. Here, we'll help you unlock the secrets of entrepreneurship and self-development. This is your host, Alex Quinn. I'm a full-stack marketing executive and global keynote speaker. Get ready to get real-world knowledge from top-level entrepreneurs and world-class business leaders. Hey guys, Randy Zuckerberg here. Hi everyone, it's Neil Patel and you're listening to Hustle Inspires Hustle. This is the motherfucking CEO, Andy Frisella. You're listening to Hustle Inspires Hustle with Alex Quinn. Become an authority and thought leader in your niche. Join a free private community of entrepreneurs and professionals looking to grow their business and optimize their performance. Get easy to learn resources and materials that empower your personal and financial success. Easily accessible for free on desktop and mobile app. Go to hustleinspireshustle.com forward slash app to access now. That's hustleinspireshustle.com forward slash app. Enjoy the rest of the episode. What's going on, everyone? This is Alex Quinn, and we're back with another episode of the Hustle Inspires Hustle podcast. On this week's episode, we have Alina Adut, owner of the exclusive agency, publicist. What's going on, Alina? Good morning. Nothing much. Just here, cracking away at a Friday. As you know, music launches on Fridays. So yeah, I heard you got music coming out today. Must have a busy day. I don't have music coming out. No, I know. You're one of your projects. I I wish. I wish I was talented. No, my my artist, yeah, two two albums dropping today. One is a Spanish artist from Spain, and the other one is actually Argentinian from Argentina. So pretty cool stuff. Excellent. All right, guys, let me give you some context about Alina before we jump in here and we talk about everything. She's been in the entertainment industry for about seven to eight years. She's worked on television. She's worked in the Spanish market. She's worked in the English market. Now, as of 2021, she has her own agency and she's very excited to be able to help talent on both sides of the spectrum. And today we're here to talk about her experience. Today we're here to talk about the industry and just to learn a little bit more about what she has going on. So, Alina, before we started, we were pretty much talking about your career, how you got to where what you're doing right now, you know, what you're what you're currently up to. Let's break down the start of your career. Have you always been in entertainment and PR? Is this something you went to school for? So it's interesting. I've actually been doing PR for like 11 years, but I was an intern, God, in like 2009, I'm dating myself now, 12 years ago at Sony TV. That's was my first PR job. Yeah. Sony television. So I was working a lot on TV. Well, I was an assistant. Let me be clear. I was not working. I was not working on a lot of TV, but I was working for a publicist who was handling TV PR. And that's kind of what really got me inspired. And I, I always, I've spoke Spanish my whole life. So I always had interest in the Latin market, but we weren't doing that at the time. And then I started working for an agency and I was really lucky to get to work on Gabriel Iglesias' TV show at the time, Fluffy. The show was called, let me tell you, Fluffy Breaks Even. He (laughs) would literally work, work out and eat something. It was a really fun show. And I realized how much I loved working the Latin space because I grew up in a multicultural home and that was very comfortable for me. So then I started looking for more opportunities to work in Latin. And then at the, my last agency, the Lippin Group, I also mostly did a lot of Latin work and that was pretty cool, but I've done everything. I mean, I worked on a lot of music TV. 
on the urban side too and before. So I, you know, I worked on Masterpiece show. I worked with Chris Abrego and all his shows. So it was like TI and Tiny, Marrying the Game. I'm trying to think what other cool stuff. I worked on Ski TV on Fuse, which was with DJ Ski. We had, you know, a bunch of just mainstream TV. So I was doing a lot of TV music, let's put it that way. And then, you know, I was blessed to be able to work with Latin Recording Academy since 2017. And that was kind of really my bridge into doing music, music rather than music TV, but more just straight music. And that's kind of, you know, took, it took over my life in a really positive way. And that's pretty much all I do now. Was that, was that always your plan? Like, let's say be like teenage Alina, like, were, is that what you wanted to do? It's interesting, but I had forgotten that I always said as a kid, I wanted to work in music. And it was something like I, I told my parents all the time, I was a figure skater. So music was always important in the, in the athletic portion of it. And I always said, I love music. I love music. And then I got a job in television. I was like, okay, TV's cool. I can work in TV. I like TV. And then when I started working in music again, I was telling my parents, oh, I'm working in music. And they're like, you always wanted to work in music. I was like, you know, it's so funny how you just get stuck in one bubble and you forget that you had this passion for music before, but yeah, I think I always loved music and wanted to do something in music. Yeah. And so, you know, what's funny. Like I've always loved music and entertainment. I remember like when I was like six, seven years old watching like MTV or BET, all these shows, I would, I would watch the music videos. I would print out the lyrics. I would break down how they would shoot the videos. And I never really wanted to be an artist per se. Right. I liked music and I, I guess I never really realized that I, I would be able to have a type of career in the industry that would allow me to work in business or entertainment without actually having to be an artist or a producer. Like the, the spectrum is so wide and there's so many things that you could do. And people neglect that so many times. Like you see the artist, you see the limelight, you see all these things going on, but like who's behind the artist? What is this rock star team the artist has that honestly, they wouldn't be able to do what they're doing without that team. And it's important to realize that because I've had some really great people on here. I recently had Vice Menta. They're doing some incredible things. I know you're working with them and got some projects in the pipeline with them. And you're part of that team. And it's always good to have a team in any type of business. You're listening to this right now. You're, you, if you're trying to start a business or if you're trying to be part of a team, understand that you have to be a team player. These days, that's how you get far. That's how you, you, know, you collaborate. You don't have to have a massive team. You don't have to work with just anyone, but have a trusted go-to source of people that will actually support you and help you get to the next level. Let me ask you, who have been some of the like most influential people in your life that, you know, gave you that confidence to start your business, you know, like people you go to people that, you know, you read from, learn from people that are close. I mean, honestly, it's interesting you say that because I do think your circle is the most important part of your, any career and your personal life too. I, I was the type of, I am the type of person that is not good with taking risks, nor do I like to take chances. Like I'm very like straight away, I like to take the night, the straight and arrow. And I think that I'm, I'm really lucky that my clients were really, you know, my biggest cheerleaders They're like, you can start your own company. You don't need to work for anyone else. You're going to get plenty of work. It's not going to be a problem. And I'm like, no, no. Why would I rock the boat? The boat is working fine and I'm not trying to mess it up. And they're like, no, why, you know, you can do it. And I think that that was really, you know, my clients really surprised me. And, wow. you know, I, I've always been part of their team, right? But to see them push you to do something bigger for yourself is, is pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, hey, it's a, it's a tough switch at first, you know, when you're, when you're working somewhere and you, you know, you're comfortable, you've been working for a while and then you go out on your own. Like, you know, it's happened to me. It's happened to a ton of people I interviewed on the podcast. I remember one of our first episodes, 
here on the podcast is Nolan Carroll. He used to be an NFL player. And and then he switched over to being a business owner. And as you could know, like, it, it's tough. And it, don't think about that. Like, if you're listening to this right now and thinking money, 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 don't think about the money aspect. Just think about how difficult it is to change something that you've been doing for something completely different. Let's say you're leaving the NFL. You're doing extremely well financially. Then you have to do something completely different. Just because you have money doesn't mean you're going to make more money. There's times that people spend a bunch of money investing into something and it goes to shit because, again, the principles, morals, not having a good team, not being organized, not being punctual, not showing up on time. These things are important. And if these things weren't important, Alina's like clients wouldn't have told her, hey, like you could do this. You know, they wouldn't have believed in her. But it all comes with time, putting time in the industry, learning, being being patient. This shit's not going to happen overnight. You just heard her. It's been 10 years of her putting in hard work in this industry and even more years of her learning through life. You know, she speaks English, she speaks Spanish, Hebrew. Guys, you have to prepare yourselves. You have to read. Don't think it's boring. Don't think it's whack. You have to be a well-educated person within your industry so you could be recognized. Like, you recently got recognized by Billboard. How amazing did that feel? Oh, honestly, I was really shocked. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. It's like one of those things you always want to happen. You're like, it's yeah. your dream, you know? And I and it's funny because my clients and friends were like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I was like, it's March. I... I've, it's been since January. It's March. It's not going to happen. I just let it go. I was like, I don't care. You know, it's, I'm not about it. That stuff doesn't matter to me. It's amazing. And I'm so grateful, but I wasn't yeah. you know, going to stop living because it didn't happen. And it was a Saturday, which even le- less of an, ex- and she'd laugh. The reporter cracked me up because she, she texted me. I don't think I've told her this story. So if she listens to this, she's going to laugh. Jessica, Jessica text. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Jessica. <laughs> She texted me and it was Saturday at 8 a.m. And I'm like, it's Saturday. I've been working my ass off. Like, I don't know what she wants for billboard, but I don't have energy right now. I was like, I need to take a shower. I'm going to take my dog for a walk. It's Saturday. It's my day off. So I like, I took the dog for a walk. I took a shower and then I read and I'm like, oh, it's about me. (laughs) It was her like messaging me about me. Meanwhile, I was like, they probably want something with my artist. It was really cute. And I was, happened to be with my godmom taking her to get the vaccine. And so we were like geeking out in the car and it was cute because all my clients were excited, which I thought was really sweet. You know, I yeah. was excited, obviously, but the amount of love from, from my clients and my friends was really sweet, too. Yeah, because, I mean, they see the work you put day in and day out. And most of the time, you know, the artists or their managers or, you know, anyone uh, along those lines is the ones that, you know, that get that gets highlighted. But my goodness, for an art, like for an artist to have a successful career, their personal manager, their business manager, their publicist. Absolutely everyone, everyone that's working with them, their accountants, their advisors, like it is a team effort. So when an artist, when when you as an artist, I guess, are seeing somebody on your team who's a rock star get featured on Billboard, it's like, damn, that's that's part of my home team. You know, that's that's somebody that's playing with me and for me. Like, that's a win in my book. Like when my when my team members or my my business partners get featured in the media or in the news or they get play, I'm like, it gets me excited because I can't do this shit by myself. I may want to, maybe sometimes I'm like, oh man, I got this, but I need my people. I need the people that believe me and supported me. And, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without the help of many people the people that did me right. The people that did me wrong. Everybody's part of that journey. Right. And as, as long as you learn, like it's not a loss. I like to say, you know, when people say about taking an L, oh, you took an L. Yeah, you did take an L. You took a lesson. Um, True. And then you're not going to do it again. And if you do, well, hopefully you learn the second time. But <laughs> you, you learned a lot of lessons, Elena. And, you know, you work with a lot of cool people. Why don't you break down for me what a day to day is like at work for you? Like, you know, what do you do for, for, for these artists and these and, and these people in the media? 
these questions always make me laugh when people ask what the day-to-day is of a publicist because I don't <laughs> think that one actually exists. There no day is ever the same. I actually am pretty lucky that I have a mix of artists like themselves, artist camps that I work with, but also more of a brand and organizations that I work with. So there's very obviously distinct job roles with each. So, you know, for like the Latin Recording Academy or when I do projects with Univision, I more oversee the media relations on their behalf. and, And it's not for a specific artist or a specific thing. It's just for the company as a whole. But then when I work with artists like Wina or Vice Menta or my guys in Mexico, I, you know, represent the group. So it really depends on a day to day, like either if they have music launching, if we're preparing for an album release or, you know, if we're preparing for an announcement with the Latin Recording Academy, they're announcing dates or upcoming events, things like that. It really, it really varies. Yeah, it could be it could be crazy days because it's always changing. I guess that's what keeps it fun too, right? Uh, it doesn't get redundant. Like it doesn't get the same thing over and over. You meet new people. Do you do a lot of traveling in your line of work? It's interesting. I didn't do as much traveling when I wasn't working for myself. And now that I'm working for myself, I'm traveling a ton, mostly between Miami and Mexico because that's where my clients are based. But it's nice. I, I love it. You meet a lot of new people. You eat really good food in Mexico, obviously, and Miami too. But um, it keeps it interesting. I, I used, I, you know, we spent a year sitting in our house, more than that, working from home. So now to like be able to leave your house and do something, it's it's refreshing. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Last year, man, last year was a, quite a challenge for a lot of us, not knowing where things were going to go. Entertainment industry at a standstill. And I'm glad to see it moving. I'm seeing all these concerts pop up in Miami. Mark Anthony and Maluma and, and J, JB are coming to do work out here. And, you know, um, doing his stuff in, in Vegas in the fall. Oh, uh, with Tiny and the guys at Neon. Yeah. And Cornetto. Hey, I just wanted to jump in real quick to tell you about how to train yourself in organization, balancing your priorities, developing successful habits, and most importantly, having a better mindset. I'm giving free access to resources and materials on business management and self-development. Go to hustleinspireshustle.com forward slash app to get access. That's hustleinspireshustle.com forward slash app. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Hustle Inspires Hustle. Okay, let's get back into the episode. Honestly, like, like I said, when you think about the industry, right? A lot of people think, oh, well, they're artists, you know, they have money. Uh, they'll be fine through the pandemic. But what about their, like I mentioned, what about their team, right? There's a lot of people working behind these guys and girls who are in the media. And, you know, things were out of standstill for months. There was countries, for example, my family's from Colombia. Colombia was closed from like March to like June. Like no flights could come into the country. Not even domestic flights were flying around. So things were really out of standstill. And to really see things moving now and, 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 and people not lose hope, and people innovate. There's, it's, a, it's been a big, big, big opportunity for the music industry to innovate. And in some ways, it's grown really fast. In others, it's slowed down. So it's it's been an interesting year. Let's talk about common misconceptions, right, in your industry. Because the PR industry, well, you know, when you're, you have to understand that there's a way about going, about doing business. There's etiquette, right? You need to understand and and if you're somebody that wants to get in this world because you want to be a publicist, right? Or because maybe you need a publicist, there's ways to approach people. There's do's, there's don'ts. What are those? What are some common misconceptions you see in the industry that 
are like red flags for you, you know, that people should stay away from when, when trying to be in this line of work? I, I don't think that I, I would say that there's necessarily red flags. My biggest thing is I think people don't fully understand what a publicist does. And I think whoever is going to work in entertainment in general should learn what each of the people do. What does the promotions guy do? What does the manager do? What does the publicist do? What does the road manager do? Because if you don't know what your role in the lineup is, it's very easy to get confused and lost in the system. You know, and I think sometimes people say, I want to be a publicist. They don't know what a publicist does. They think the publicist is going to get you a billboard. And like, that's not necessarily what we do. I'm not saying that we can't help them connect them to people that might, you know, be able to get them a billboard. But that's, I think, the biggest thing is that people just don't understand what PR is. So if you could break it down for me in a nutshell, for the people that don't really understand it, how can we define that? I mean, the in literally in layman's terms, publicists most of our stuff is editorial content that doesn't cost us money to get for our clients but they're more third-party reviews or interviews and in marketing those are purchased paid placements yeah. placements and i think that's the biggest difference that people don't realize we're, we're yes there are i'm not going to lie there are publicists that do marketing and pr 100 i know plenty of them yeah. But we don't all do that. So I think that's something important to notice. It is. And, and you never really know who, who, who does what, right? There's, um, and, and I've learned that. I've learned that from having to work in the industry and there's pay to play. Then there's the organic relationships where you're just, you know, you've been in the industry for a while. Something's noteworthy. Something's worth bringing up. You bring it into your circles. But it's, it's always good to respect when you're reaching out to people in your industry. It's always, always good to ask, you know, what is the way that you work? What's the best way to work? If you're somebody that wants to work with somebody like Elena, you want to, you know, you want to not like I got a I got a DM last week and it was like it said, yo, I want to get featured on Forbes because I, I contribute on Forbes and a few other platforms. So it's like I get you, bro. Like you want to be featured on Forbes respects. I wanted to at a, at a time, but there's a way to re <laughs> there's a way to reach out to people. You know what I'm saying? Like. Uh, look into the work, look into what they're doing, uh, look at the, into their writing style, how long they've been in the game, understand them, see how you could bring them value. It's not just about you, right? We've talked about this on, on the podcast many times, guys, is see how you could help the other person, how you could bring value to their network. Everything is not about you. Remember, these people are extremely busy. Like, you know, she's sitting here with us today. She has two, I, I think it was either two singles or two albums, that, albums. Are, that two albums that your clients are dropping. You're a busy woman. You have stuff going on. You're taking the time here to come here to learn, uh, to, to help us learn, help us understand. And, you know, we have to be mindful of that, guys. So if, if you could take anything away from this conversation, it's, you know, prepare yourself, learn how to reach out to people, but be respectful. Like, don't make it all about you. When, when you send an email to somebody or when you get a pitch, right? Look at how you look at your writing style. Is it very me, 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 me? Or is it you, you? How can I help your audience? How can I bring you value? How does this make sense towards what you're talking about? Because, you know, you may be so in love with your project, guys, that you think that everybody feels the same way about it, right? And that's fine. That's, 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 it's healthy to think that way and to, to be ambitious. But you also have to understand that nobody cares about yourself as much as you do. So you have to be able to step away from that and look at it from a 20,000 foot view and say, hey, if I'm reaching out to her, or I'm reaching out to him to be able to be featured or get some type of placement. What value is it bringing them? And how am I being? How respectful am I being in the way that I'm reaching out to them? One great person, Elena, I, I suggest that you take a look at his stuff if you haven't already. And you guys too listening, 
Jason Pfeiffer. He is the editor-in-chief of entrepreneur.com. He posts the coolest stories on his Instagram because he like he doesn't call people out by name or he doesn't show their personal info, but he shows all the pitches that he gets on his email. And instead of like bashing people and being an asshole about it, like he really takes the opportunity to show you like, hey, this shit I just got right here, this, 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 and that, that wasn't good because of this reason and that reason. He'll highlight it, he'll circle it, and then he'll jump on a story talking about it. This is what you want to do. You want to learn from people like that. So you don't really ruin your first impression jumping into the industry, working with somebody who has experience, right? It's true. I mean, even something like for me that I'm, I, you know, sometimes I have to DM a, a reporter or you tweet at them because I can't find their email address anywhere or it's not listed. And I, and I really think that what I have might be a good fit for them, but it's, I, I also get it. Like I hate bombarding people's personal space and I'm usually the first one to send and I'm really sorry to send you a DM, but I really can't find your email address. And I would love to send you something. If you're interested, could you please give me your email address so I can formally send you a request? Because I, I don't, I think that's something that's gotten lost in this generation. And I don't mean that by an age thing. I just mean in 2021, that there is a lot of informality mm-hmm. in the way people do business. And that's fine. And it works for some industries and it works. And a lot of people operate that way. It's just, I'm very old school. And I like to do things very proper. I mean, there are some reporters that can text with us on a problem. We, we talk, we're friends, but if I'm going to pitch you something, like I'm going to put it in a formal email and be professional because that's a representation of me and my company. Yeah. I hear you. You know, let me give you a tool that you may have used. So let's say like one of these people has a website, right? And their website doesn't have the email and doesn't have a contact form. And you're really just trying to get a hold of them. There's a Chrome plugin called Hunter.io. So what Hunter.io does is when you open a website, right? It's on your browser, on your computer, you activate the plugin and it'll scrape the domain and it'll give you every email address that's linked to that domain by category. It is an amazing tool. I recommend you use it. I'm gonna give you <laughs> I'm gonna give you another tip. Another tip that I like to use for editors or, or you know, people that are in the media when I try to get a hold of them. Um when you go on Clubhouse and you go on search. Oh, yes, I do this too. I know. Clubhouse SEO is the shit. Just search for people based off the company they work in or, you know, what they do. You'll find them all on Clubhouse and then yep. you know, you do what you got to do. I mean, look, I've gotten pretty good at finding reporters information when it's not available. But that's the thing is like, I also don't, you know, I don't add those people to my blast list. They're not the kind of people that need to get 75 releases for me. They're just the people that I want to target for one specific client or one thing that I think like they are the perfect fit for it. Right. That's yeah. really, I didn't know about Hunter. I have my other little secret things that I search for too. <laughs> yeah. I do. I go on muckrack. I'll try all types of stuff. I'm, yeah, I'm even, I'm, you know, YouTube, sorry, YouTube has gotten great. Cause if you go to the contact, the about in YouTube, you can click and sometimes their email will pop up on the YouTube page. People don't think about that. I'm like, I found you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no excuse these days, right? Like, honestly, like I've gotten a hold of some incredible people, especially to be on this podcast. I've had best-selling authors. I've had two billionaires on here. I, I, I'm in shock sometimes. I got you on here. Like, I love the work that you do and the stuff that like, you know, the people you work with, it, it, it's important to me. It's important to me because when I have these types of episodes, I tell people all the time, like that ask me like, you know why I do the podcast or why I'm doing this is honestly, I'm learning. Just like my audience is learning right now, all 75,000 of them that are probably listening to this right now, they're learning, but I'm learning with them. Like, this is important to me. Like, it's, it's a tool. It's a vehicle to, for me to be able to bring value to other people because they're learning as I learn and with me and from me. And I'm also building connections, right? I'm building connections. That's a really good point is that people have to always want to keep learning. Yeah, I don't stop learning. I'm always reading. 
And I, and I think that's really important for any business owner. Like if you don't want to learn and you think, you know, everything, you might as well stop at that point. Cause that's never going to happen. Yeah. No, we never, we never finished learning. We finish. we're learning until the second we take our last breath. You know what I'm saying? And, and then beyond who knows what happens, but we're always learning. There's, I guess people like, I guess I'll speak for myself, right? When I was younger and I was like, all right, I can't wait to finish high school. Ah, I can't wait to get out of college and I have to go to school anymore. It's like, dude, you're never done going to school because life is going to kick your ass in so many ways that that will be your school and you will be forced to learn. If you don't do things like, you know, legal stuff, money stuff, family stuff, health stuff, like, you know, eventually life will line things up in a way where you will be forced to learn the lessons you always neglected or always thought weren't for you. And the sooner you learn them, the better. I'm 27 years old. I have a lot to learn, but I consider myself to be an open-minded individual that, you know, seeks to be the best version of myself and is no longer the young man that was trying to do things for the wrong reasons, maybe to show off, to look cool in front of other people. You know, all the things that you do when you're young and that, you know, you, whatever insecurities you may have, you're listening to this right now, whatever age you're at, drop your ego, drop that pride, go look for help, look for the right people for help and just evaluate what's around your life right now because you're, you, you're more than capable of doing the things I'm doing, the things Alina's doing. And it just takes a little bit of time. And I know everybody wants things overnight these days. She just said it. You know, some people communicate differently and they want instant gratification. And sometimes going old school and sticking to, to old school tactics will take you further than you ever thought. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to bring you to a music thing. I was like, let me get the name right. But it's funny. It's J. Cole just dropped his album last yep. week, I think. Yeah. And there's a song on there called Pride is the Devil. Uh-huh. He's 100% right. Pride is the devil. Like, if you think that you're the best at everything you do, then it's unfortunate because none of us are the best at everything we do. We just try to be the best and we learn and we keep learning every day. I learn things all the time. I meet new reporters every day that do ex that cover exactly what my artists you know, do. And I'd never met them before. It's just how it goes. Sometimes we just keep doing our research and learning and reading and. Absolutely. I'm glad to hear that you're, that, that you're always learning and on the cutting edge because that that's you no, know, honestly, as a business owner, as, as a person that hires people and also collaborates with people, I always look towards accountability and education and, and just you no know, business ethics to, to, to choose the people that I surround myself with, because I don't want a hundred people. I want four of the right people. Let's say that, you know, some, somebody listening to this right now really like what we had to say and learn a ton from you and, you know, wants to potentially reach out or what's the best way to reach out to you? What's the best way to try to do business with you? Honestly, I, I probably will be hiring soon. So you can hear it first. They can reach out to me on email, their resume, obviously because of what I do. And I, and I happen to work in the Latin space for my needs, the people that work with me have to be bilingual. Yeah, of course. You know, I, I, I know it's hard. It's really hard to find, you know people that are comfortable in both languages and want to work in both languages. But, you know, just because of my sector, that's kind of what it, what it is. But yeah, I would say email. I mean, I'm also open. Like I respond to people on DMS when they DM me, maybe not right away. Cause I, there's a million, but at, at some point I answer people. I try to be as communicative as possible and do informationals right. with people just because I know when I was younger and I was trying to reach out to people, not a lot of people were responding to me and I don't want to, if I have the time and the availability to help somebody, or at least just give them, you know, some advice or they want to answer questions or point them in the right direction that, you know, I'm happy to do that. Of course. So listen, guys, if you want to get a hold of her, if you want to learn more about her, make sure that whatever app you're listening to this on, or maybe you're in our app, maybe you're on the website, 
make sure you look at the show notes. We're going to be linking her social media. We're going to be linking her business. We're going to be linking absolutely everything so you could get to know her, so you could learn more about her, ask her any questions, potentially even become one of her clients, maybe even get a job opportunity. You never know. There's so many opportunities out there, guys. Take advantage of them. Don't get discouraged by maybe you not being in the right situation right now, or maybe not having the support from the people that you love or the people that mean something to you. That's fine. Not everybody will understand your vision. But as long as you do and you believe in yourself and, you know, you wake up every day and you show up, you're going to see those results. And I want you to see those results. Elena, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time. We're going to go ahead and blast this absolutely everywhere. You guys can listen to this on all platforms. There's 95 countries more or less tuning in right now. The last time I checked, we are trending in Pakistan we are trending in Colombia. We are trending in so many countries in Africa. I'm very excited the support that you guys have given us this far. Thank you for taking the time to listen to us today. Alina, I don't know if you want to close off with anything. No, congratulations on the pod. There's a lot of countries. Yeah. I'm getting nervous. I don't do this. I'm a behind the camera kind of person. Yeah. No, I think that's it. I, if I just, you know, whoever's listening, if you want to open your own business or work in music or whatever, I would just say don't give up. It's really discouraging sometimes but if that's what you want to do you should do it yeah look for help guys and if music's not for you make sure you're not stagnant make sure you're not at a standstill objects in motion stay in motion we'll see you guys on the next episode this is alex quinn alina adut hustle inspires hustle podcast take care thank you for joining me on this episode of the hustle inspires hustle podcast i'd appreciate it if you could share leave a review and subscribe to the show Visit hustleinspireshustle.com forward slash app for more free resources, event invitations, and online courses to empower your personal and financial success. Learn about marketing, finances, business development, branding, strategic partnerships, and much more. If you're looking to further connect, check me out on Instagram or LinkedIn at Alex Quinn. That's A-L-E-X-Q-U-I-N. See you on the next episode.